Hello, teacherpreneurs. Welcome back to Now Open, a podcast about our school's experience in providing students with the opportunity to run a business. My name is Corey Brinkmeyer. In the last episode, we opened our brick and mortar location following a multi million dollar construction project at our high school. In this episode, we'll discuss developments and the evolution of our program since then. Now, episode seven don't be satisfied with success. So just to recap any of you who haven't listened to our entire series, our principal proposed a capstone course in all of our CTE areas in 2012. By 2014, we were operating a mobile kiosk during select games and school events. And in the fall of 2016, we began operating out of our newly built brick and mortar store. During the early years, curriculum was made up of whatever we could find and wasn't always the priority to me, as planning and operations took precedent. But upon starting regular operations, we didn't feel we could continue to make stuff up. We eventually purchased curriculum from the National Retail Federation entitled Customer Service and Sales Fundamentals, now called Rise Up. This provided some legitimacy to what students were being taught in the classroom while the operations and sales of the store spoke for itself. Some students have questioned why we aren't teaching more entrepreneurial skills, like how to start your own business or business planning. But from the outset, we have said this is a capstone course, and those, as well as other skills, can be learned through other courses that we teach. Certainly, there are transferable skills, but my concern is if we spend time on skills being taught in other courses, there will no longer be a need for said courses. While we now have materials to teach, it does not take a full nine weeks to complete it. Other classroom activities often consist of small group work, organizing and planning for future operations, selection of new products, field trips and guest speakers, and reviewing current procedures. While having our own brick-and-mortar location was a big step forward for our program, other developments have been equally important in our store's growth. From early on, we felt like web sales could and should be part of the journey. After speaking with our business office about the possibilities and our desire to have an e-commerce site, our POS provider and the school district came to an agreement to activate our online store. While the customer experience may not have been what we had hoped for, the site went live on Cyber Monday 2017. Obviously, this enabled our customers to shop as they wished, and we decided not to ship orders, but rather ask customers to come in and pick them up. We did this for two reasons. We didn't want to take on too many new things at the same time, and we would potentially encourage additional sales once customers walked in the door. While this sometimes means the customers place orders online and forget about them, for the most part, we are satisfied with the decision not to ship. Another development, albeit one we didn't see coming, was from our school district's booster club. Our district has one booster club that supports all activities, both in athletics and in the fine arts area, and at both middle school and high school levels. And as you may recall from an earlier episode, our booster club has been part of our program's discussions going back to 2012. While they have been completely supportive in nature, what happened in 2017, after only one year of operations in our permanent location, caught me and our students completely off guard. 
The Booster Club president contacted me in June and said that he had watched what an outstanding job our students were doing, and there was no longer a need to continue to have two separate entities selling complementary items. In essence, they would be turning over all merchandising opportunities to our program for the entire school district. Now keep in mind this is not a rural Midwest school district. We are one of the fastest growing and largest high schools operating with grades 9 through 12 and servicing more than 2,600 students in our building each day. Also along with this announcement came the opportunity to take over the Booster Club Stadium Store. In this case, the word store is a bit strong since it's really just a concession stand-like space at our stadium. But with a seating capacity of 6,000 seats, it's a great chance to get in front of a lot of consumers every fall on a few Friday nights. During the first two years of operations, sales were pretty modest to be completely honest. Combined, it equaled approximately $20,000 in gross sales. But with the addition of the brick and mortar store, online store, and stadium store, sales increased during the 2016-2017 school year to almost $30,000, two-thirds of the sales coming during the first two quarters of the school year. During the 2017-18 school year, no major developments were made, but that didn't mean that sales didn't grow. In fact, in one year of fine-tuning, gross sales grew by more than 40%. I attribute that to the fact that we had great students who wanted to impact the program and that our inventory exploded. We probably tripled or even quadrupled the amount of new inventory we had purchased from the previous year, mostly because we had the space to store it and display it and make such a dramatic jump in sales from a year earlier. This in addition to fine-tuning our procedures clearly made a huge impact. This past year, 2018-2019, we took another step forward. We purchased a full-color transfer printer and a 16 by 20 heat press. This now gives our program the opportunity to not only create their own designs for apparel, but actually print and produce the items in-house. Initially, we thought this would be great for advertising items that we would be receiving soon from local screen printers, or to put names on the back of specific sports team shirts. What we soon discovered, though, is this could be more valuable to do small batch orders for clubs or organizations or custom orders on demand for special events. In January 2019, we put our printer and press to work, creating event staff t-shirts for our show choir volunteers, followed by music-specific tees that could be ordered the day of the competition and picked up just an hour later. Much like we did in 2017, we're looking to streamline our processes as we head into the new school year. It would have been hard to equal the amount of growth we had a couple of years ago, so slow and steady is the current goal. This year, sales will end up being at or just above last year's as we start the summer. And because our business is student-run, sales are next to nothing during the summer months, which certainly leads to the potential in the future but for this teacher is an opportunity to take some time off, get some new items ordered for the fall, and regroup. And with that, the first season of Now Open comes to an end. But don't worry, teacherpreneurs, a new season is in the works. Season two is being set up to be more topical in nature and will cover issues that any of us who operate a student business will likely encounter. 
Check out this episode's notes for a timeline of our store's progress and major developments since the idea was presented in 2012. Thanks for listening. I'm Corey Brinkmeyer. Feel free to find me in the Facebook group, School-Based Enterprise Support, to ask questions or provide ideas for future episodes.